2 Samuel chapter 24, verse 1. And again the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel. He moved David against them, saying, Go, number Israel and Judah. This is going to be another time when David sins. He's made a couple of mistakes, and he's sinned a few times already, but he always repented. This time he's going to sin again, and he's going to repent. And the Lord actually allowed David to be tempted to sin. The Lord will allow us to be tempted. He doesn't tempt us himself. The Bible says that he never tempts us, but he will allow Satan to tempt us, to test our faith. And in this case, David failed the test. He definitely sinned, and we'll learn more about it. David wants to do a census. Now, the Lord never authorized a census in his law, because the whole point of a census is to collect more taxes from the people. That's why most all governments conduct a census every so years, is because they want to tax the people. And this is evil in God's eyes, to want to tax people and raise their taxes. But he's allowed a spirit to tempt David to want to tax the people. 22. And the king said to Joab, the captain of the host that was with him, Go now to and fro through all the tribes of Israel, from Dan even to Beersheba, and number ye the people, that I may know the sum of the people. 3. And Joab said unto the king, Now the Lord thy God add unto the people how many soever they may be a hundredfold, and may the eyes of my lord the king see it. But why doth my lord the king delight in this thing? Joab is confronting the king, saying, This isn't right for you to count them. May the Lord continue to increase Israel and grow our population, and may you see a great growth in our population. But it's evil for you to count them, because we all know why you would do that. You shouldn't do it. For notwithstanding, the king's word prevailed against Joab and against the captains of the host. And Joab and the captains of the host went out from the presence of the king to number the people of Israel which means King David won the argument, and so Joab and the other captains had to go count. David didn't agree with what Joab was saying, even though Joab was right. 5. And they passed over the Jordan and pitched in Aror, on the right side of the city that is in the middle of the valley of Gad, and unto Jazer. You know why Jesus was born in Bethlehem? was because Mary and Joseph had to travel there for a census so that King Herod could get more money out of the Israelites. That whole census was evil, but God used it to cause Jesus to be born in his own hometown, the hometown of David and Mary's ancestors. But anyway, censuses are evil. The Bible tells us to obey the law of the land, so of course I pay my taxes, and it would be wrong if I didn't. Jesus said, give unto Caesar what is Caesar's, but the fact that they tax us, that in itself is wrong, and the fact that they do a census is wrong. But I'm not responsible for that. I'm only responsible for doing what Jesus said to do, which is to give to Caesar what is Caesar's. Joab is in a roar, counting the people. 6. And they came to Gilead and to the land of Tatim, Hodshi, and they came to Danjan, and around about to Zidon. They went to all these different areas to count the Israelites. 7. And came to the stronghold of Tyre, and to all the cities of the Hivites and the Canaanites, and they went out to the south of Judah at Beersheba. There's still pagans living in Israel. There's kind of mixed cities. Sounds like they're counting the pagans as well. 8. So when they had gone to and fro through all the land, they came to Jerusalem, at the end of nine months and twenty days. So it took them almost ten months to count all the Israelites, but not all of them. 
9. And Joab gave up the sum of the numbering of the people unto the king, and there were in Israel 800,000 valiant men that drew the sword, and the men of Judah were 500,000 men. They only counted men because each man represents a family. The number of men is the number of families, and in a family there's probably about six people on average. So if you take that number times six, you'll get the average number of Israelites. That is 1,300,000, and those are just men. Then you would have to multiply that number. It's 7,800,000 people approximately in Israel at that time. 10. And David's heart smote him after that he had numbered the people. And David said unto the Lord, I have sinned greatly in what I have done, but now, O Lord, put away, I beseech thee, the iniquity of thy servant, for I have done very foolishly. Joab never counted the Levites because he thought it would be way too sinful to do that. Even though he was told to count the Levites, he refused to count the Levites. And we'll learn this when we get into the books of Kings and Chronicles. The neat thing about Kings and Chronicles is that you do get a lot of repeat history, but you get details that weren't in the first telling. So when we get to Kings and Chronicles, we'll learn that Joab never counted the Levites. But as soon as David hears the number, he becomes repentant of his sin, and he feels really bad that he had the census conducted. 11. And when David rose up in the morning, the word of the Lord came unto the prophet Gad, David's seer, seen. Prophet and seer mean the same thing. Nathan was David's prophet, so I'm assuming Nathan is dead at this time, and now Gad is a prophet. 12. Go and speak unto David, thus saith the Lord, I lay upon thee three things. Choose thee one of them, that I may do it unto thee. God is angry with the Israelites, so he's allowed David to be tempted to sin so that he can punish the Israelites. Most likely, he would be angry with them for practicing paganism, because they still have pagans in Israel, and some of them are practicing pagan rituals. That's why God's angry. And because of this, he's allowed their king to be tempted, and their king did sin and conducted a census. So now God is going to punish all of Israel because of this census. He tells Gad, tell David he can pick one of three punishments. I'll give him three options. 13. So Gad came to David, and told him, and said unto him, Shall seven years of famine come unto thee in thy land? Or wilt thou flee three months before thy foes while they pursue thee? Or shall there be three days pestilence in thy land? Now advise thee, and consider what answer I shall return to him that sent me. Gad is saying, The Lord is giving you three choices. Let me know which one you pick, and I'll tell the Lord what you picked. David can either choose seven years of famine, or he can choose three months of war with the pagans, or he can choose three days of disease striking the people. This would be a fast-killing disease. 14. And David said unto Gad, I am in a great strait. Let us fall now into the hand of the Lord, for his mercies are great, and let me not fall into the hand of man. David is choosing the three days of pestilence, which is three days of disease killing people. He believes that that is the most direct punishment from the Lord, and because the Lord is merciful, he might stop killing the Israelites sooner than the three days. And we know this is true of God, that he often relents punishment early because he loves us so much that when we cry out to him for forgiveness, he forgives and relents punishing. David has wisely chosen the three days of pestilence. 
15. So the Lord sent a pestilence upon Israel from the morning even to the time appointed, and there died of the people from Dan even to Beersheba, 70,000 men. So in three days, 70,000 men died of a disease. 16. And when the angel stretched out his hand toward Jerusalem to destroy it, the Lord repented him of the evil and said to the angel that destroyed the people, It is enough, now stay thy hand. And the angel of the Lord was by the threshing floor of Aruna, the Jebusite. This threshing floor, which is where they thresh out wheat and grain, it must have been near Jerusalem, and the angel was approaching Jerusalem, which is the capital city, and getting ready to kill people there. But God said, no, you can stop now. You don't have to kill anybody else. 17. And David spoke unto the Lord when he saw the angel that smote the people and said, Lo, I have sinned and I have done iniquitously. But these sheep, what have they done? Let thy hand, I pray thee, be against me and against my father's house. David thinks that the Lord is only punishing Israel for his sin of conducting the census, but God was angry with Israel before David was tempted to conduct the census, which means God is also punishing Israel for their own sins of paganism. 18. And Gad came that day to David and said unto him, Go up, rear an altar unto the Lord in the threshing floor of Aruna the Jebusite. The prophet is telling David, make a sacrifice to the Lord right where that angel was standing, before it approached Jerusalem. 19. And David went up according to the saying of Gad, as the Lord commanded. 20. And Aruna looked forth and saw the king and his servants coming on toward him. And Aruna went out and bowed before the king with his face to the ground. The man who owns the threshing floor is greeting the king and bowing down before him. 21. And Aruna said, Wherefore is my lord the king come to his servant? And David said, To buy the threshing floor of thee, to build an altar unto the Lord, that the plague may be stayed from the people. Now this would be expensive because he's not just buying a building, he's also buying the land that the building is on, and this building produces grain. So he has to pay for all the lost grain and some of the grain that would have been produced there in the future while a new building is being built. This is going to be a very expensive purchase because David has to turn it into an altar. 22. And Aruna said unto David, Let my lord the king take and offer up what seemeth good unto him. Behold the oxen for the burnt offering, and the threshing instruments, and the furniture of the oxen for the wood. Aruna is offering to pay for the sacrifice. He's saying, If you want a sacrifice to the Lord, just take what I have and go ahead and do it. And this is a kind gesture, but it won't work for David's purpose because David needs forgiveness. And you can't get forgiveness on somebody else's works. 23. All this did Aruna give unto the king. And Aruna said unto the king, The Lord thy God accept thee. 24. And the king said unto Aruna, Nay, but I will verily buy it of thee at a price. Neither will I offer burnt offerings unto the Lord my God, which cost me nothing. David brought the threshing floor and the oxen for fifty shekels of silver. He paid 50 shekels of silver for the building and the property that it was on and the grain. And he said, no, I'm not going to offer the Lord a sacrifice that you paid for. I have to pay for it. 25. And David built there an altar unto the Lord and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings. So the Lord was entreated for the land and the plague was stayed from Israel. God didn't want the angel to kill anybody in Jerusalem. And so he sent word to David to offer up a sacrifice so that he would stop the plague. And David did that and God did stop the plague. This concludes... 2 Samuel chapter 24 and the book of 2 Samuel. In our next episode, we will be reading from the book of 1 Kings.